Welcome to Joyful Eating for PCOS and Gut Health, ultimate podcast to learn how to find relief from hormonal and digestive pains while preserving the pleasure of eating. You'll learn from your host, Trista Chan, a registered dietitian and founder of The Good Life Dietitian, along with guest experts on how to understand your health through science and mind-body connection, which diet trends to ignore and explore, all with an accessible and inclusive lens. So let's get started. All right, picture this. You wake up committing to behave around food. You work through lunch, you're eating your lettuce and your tomatoes, you're kind of on autopilot. But the tasty, quote unquote, bad foods are constantly looming in the back of your mind despite your frantic schedule. Three o'clock hits, and just like clockwork, you reach for a cookie. And from there, you think, screw it, the rest is a blur and it somehow always ends in an unsatisfactory late night snacking, maybe a little bit of Netflix and chilling. And all the while, you're promising yourself that you'll do better tomorrow. So if this sounds familiar to you, you are definitely not alone. Many of us do find ourselves stuck in the endless cycle of dieting, being mentally consumed by foods, right? We can't really think of anything else throughout our workday. Maybe it results in binging and then back to restricting the next day. And if you can relate and you're nodding along, then this episode is absolutely for you because we are diving deep into the world of mindful eating. We'll chat about why mindful eating can be revolutionary in your health journey, how it can be used to improve your physical and mental health, and we'll give you four practical tools to get started today. And these are tools that our team of dietitians work with our clients every single day to adopt in our one-on-one nutrition coaching programs and we see how it's effective and very powerful every single day so let's get real for a moment the truth is that many of us do have a seriously complicated relationship with food right so sometimes it may you know maybe maybe food feels like your best friend maybe it gives you comfort and joy whereas other times maybe it's your worst enemy and maybe on certain times you know, eating can feel like a complete hassle, right? And here's the thing. If you feel like food is your frenemy, then you've definitely got company. There are tons of reasons why so many of us have this roller coaster relationship with food, but a really big factor is actually the all powerful global weight loss and dieting industry valued at 175 point four four billion us dollars in 2022 now what that distills down to on an individual level is that it can be really 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 messing up our relationship with food on the one hand we're bombarded with messages that commodify wellness we're told that eating clean is a virtue right it is our moral responsibility as upstanding citizens While on the other hand, we're also bombarded with marketing for ultra processed foods. So when it comes to eating well, we're left to question how well is well enough and how well is too well that it becomes, you know, mentally unwell, that we're over restricting. So in other words, our relationship with food is super complex and it's definitely not a one shot fix. But guess what? There's a ton of tools out there that can start to repair and address your relationship with food. And that's your physical health as well. And mindful eating is one of many. 
And I do want to mention that mindful eating is a privilege to those who only have access to food, right? So nutrition is just one piece of the puzzle and hyperfixating on food completely does diminish the very strong impact that the social determinants of health, which include things like housing, income, food access, environment, right, access to healthcare, and so much more have on our well-being. But back to mindful eating, let's break it down. What exactly is mindful eating? And how do you integrate this on your day-to-day life? Mindful eating is all about eating with intention and paying full attention. So let me ask you this. When you sit down to eat, typically, what thoughts cross your mind? Are you thinking, I should wrap this up, get back to work, or... Ugh, I really shouldn't be eating this. If so, and these are very, very common thoughts that I have as well. If so, though, you may benefit from slowing down, tuning in, and approaching your meals with a little bit more genuine curiosity instead of criticism or or distraction. And what this means is that it doesn't necessarily have to be all or nothing. I think there's a huge myth or stereotype that places mindful eating as this very you know, inaccessible tool, right? It's super zen or super distracted, but it really just means that you're paying attention to the sensory experiences of your meal. And this could be anywhere from like a two second check-in to like a whole 20 minute present moment if you do have access to that time. So many of us are born with this natural knack for savoring sensory experiences, right? So we can Identify things like taste, texture, the aroma of foods, temperature, and how that all changes within the course of a meal. And many of us are born in tune with our internal hunger and fullness cues. Of course, this may not apply to people who have conditions that impact their appetite or have sensory issues. Um, But by the time that we're adults, many of us are so conditioned to work and eat through a fast-paced lifestyle. Plus, there's the added layer of the contradictory diet culture marketing, right? That we lose complete touch with the raw simplicity of eating. But when we tap back into that simplicity, we can do wonders for our physical and mental health. And the beauty of mindful eating is that it's not a program. It's not rigid rules. It's not restrictive. It is super personalized to your journey. And it is all about the process not the outcome. So that's a total reframe. Usually when we think about health, well-being, it's what we see, right? It's the outcome. It's the numbers. It's the clothing size. Um, But mindful eating is really much focused on the process and what that means to you. So how can mindful eating improve your physical and mental health? A common myth is that mindful eating is anti-health and anti-science. That is simply not true. So studies indicate that mindful eating can improve both mental and physical health outcomes, and it's increasingly used in chronic disease management programs, like for diabetes management and in eating disorder recovery programs. So we're all pretty much, I think, well-versed, right? It's 2023 in how mindfulness helps support our mental well-being. But mindful eating is just another branch of mindfulness, and it's associated with a better diet quality, which is super fascinating. 
Mindful eating can also be a really helpful tool for managing behaviors like binge eating and emotional eating in response to emotional dysregulation. And if you're living with PCOS, research does show there is a higher prevalence of disordered eating behaviors. So I do want to set the record straight that emotional eating isn't inherently problematic, right? And it isn't something that, you know, quote unquote, needs to be fixed. There's nothing wrong with eating out of emotion. We're not robots. We're humans. We don't just eat for fuel, right? We eat when we're happy. There's celebrations, anniversaries, birthdays. Maybe we eat when we're lonely. Maybe we eat because it reminds of our, of our, us of our grandma's dishes, right? And there's a comfort component to it. However, we just want to be mindful that eating doesn't become the primary coping mechanism and long-term strategy for addressing genuine mental health challenges. So in other words, I'm all for using foods as a coping tool for uncomfortable emotions, but not the only coping tool and mechanism. And finally, a third benefit of mindful eating is that if you struggle with indigestion, bloating, reflux, right? Eating mindfully can hit the rest and digest button in your body, aka the parasympathetic nervous system. So by slowing down, you're also giving your body more time to register fullness so you're less likely to overeat, which is a surprisingly simple and common cause of digestive troubles. All right. So we know that mindful eating is very process oriented. It's eating with intention, paying attention. We know it's not just woo-woo science, right? There's evidence around it. It's being used in chronic disease management programs, eating disorder recovery. It helps support your digestive well-being. So if you are sold on the benefits of mindful eating, here are four straightforward steps that you can take today towards eating mindfully. And keep in mind, these are all tips that our dietitians use in our one-on-one -on -one nutrition training coaching programs with clients every single day. And we see how it's so small yet so effective every single day in supporting our clients' health journeys. And I hope that you take some great practical takeaways from these four as well. So the first step one, slow down right? It's so simple, but slow down and ask yourself a few key questions. We're so commonly on autopilot. We're familiar with our daily eating routine. Maybe it's monotonous. Maybe we just get it over with during the day, right? During the workday and then we're using it for comfort at night. It's all very, very quick paced. And before you dive into a meal, when was the last time that you slowed down you just took even two seconds, three seconds, four seconds to reflect, check in with yourself. Ask yourself the who, what, when, where, why. Why are you eating, right? Is it pleasure, convenience? Are you passing time? Are you hungry? Is it tasty? And hey, how's the taste and the texture? Speaking of the taste, does this change as you eat? How much satisfaction are you deriving from it? How are you eating? Are you eating quickly, slowly? Why, right? And where? Where are you eating? Are you eating on your couch, in your workspace, in your dining room table? And keep in mind, there is truly no right or wrong or virtuous answer to these. It's really just that process of bringing more awareness 
as to the who, what, when, where, why of you of your eating experience, and only you know what's best for you, right? So it's just bringing awareness, snapping ourselves out of that autopilot. So one, slow down. Ask yourself key questions as part of a reflective process. Number two, dial down on the distractions when you eat. And the real deal is that being 100% non-distracted while eating is not realistic, nor is that what I'm promoting because no one, you know, most people who may have kids, have a job, have hobbies, enjoy dining with others, there will be a level of distraction when you're eating. So it's not all or nothing. So don't stress about nailing the perfect zen, undistracted eating environment. Just meet yourself where you're at. Dial down the distractions where you can. So for me, because I work from home, oftentimes I'm working in my dining room because my partner works in the office. And I prefer being in the dining room. It's close to the sunlight. Because I'm working at my dining room table, I eat where I work. So before my lunch, I take 20 seconds just to clear up my work clutter, get rid of the post-it notes, the to-do lists, the pens, put away my MacBook, and this makes such a world of difference. Number three, relish your meal or snack. In other words, pulling from the 10 principles of intuitive eating, you are discovering the satisfaction factor, right? So instead of wolfing down our meals, If we can, simply two-second check-in once again. What's the taste, the texture, the flavor, the sensory experience, right? And how does that change throughout the meal? Even if it's the same meal you're eating time and time again, let's say you start your morning with congee or eggs or, you know, toast, right? You may notice something very different about your experience and you may notice a new sensory satisfaction factor that makes the process so much more enjoyable and on the other note you may also notice things that you don't really like about certain foods as well so once again it's very much a process of self-awareness self-discovery and by relishing your meals and snacks by eating slowly being curious you're also giving your body a bit more time to process your fullness as well so if you're a kind of person who tends to eat very quickly, right? Maybe you have something to get back to, or maybe it's a habit growing up. A lot of my clients who grew up with lots of siblings tend to be very fast eaters, for example. You may notice by slowing down, you actually are able to feel comfortably full and pinpoint where that is before eating past that point and feeling that digestive discomfort as well. So number three, relish your meals, right? Enjoy them and notice that satisfaction factor. And last but not least, when it comes to mindful eating and how that applies in everyday life, number four is to ensure that you're keeping yourself well nourished throughout the day, right? So the first three steps only really work well if you're actually nourishing yourself and filling your gas tank throughout the day. So I always say that we can't outthink our body's true needs if we get too hungry if we're skipping meals delaying meals or restricting and we're not eating enough at mealtime that urge to binge right that urge to eat very very quickly right is only is, is very natural and we can't override that through mental applications or or mental techniques so it's our body just trying to keep us alive and refill its gas tank 
So we all know how it goes. Maybe we have coffee in the morning, we're not hungry, maybe we have a really light lunch, right? And then that craving hits at 3, 4, 5 p.m. So consider this, even if you're glued to your office desk and you're technically, quote, sedentary, your body is still burning through a lot of energy, your organs are hustling to do, you know, keep you alive, right? To help you do its thing. And you're still on the move internally. So what is still important to eat balanced meals and snacks, stabilize your blood sugar, right? Give your body that continued energy boost so that you actually enter your meals and snacks well-regulated and comfortably hungry. So in other words, Think of this gentle nutrition principle of keeping yourself well-nourished throughout the day as just another form of self-care, right? You're showing up for yourself throughout the day. You're giving your body and your mind that fuel it needs. And then when you enter the meals, that's when you can slow down. You're not in a hustle, right? Your body's not craving energy. You can slow down, ask yourself a few key questions, the who, what, when, or why, which is tip number one. Two, you can dial down those distractions when you eat in whatever capacity you can. Three, you can actually relish your bites as well. So what is the final word on mindful eating? So whether you have PCOS, whether you have, you're recovering from disordered eating, whether, whether you have irritable bowel syndrome or endometriosis, mindful eating can help in your journey. And it is all about chowing down with intention, tuning in and approaching your food with curiosity instead of criticism. And it's not just feel-good vibes to recap. It is shown to have physical and mental benefits, ranging from chronic disease management to eating disorder recovery to digestive symptom remission. So remember to get started with mindful eating on the day-to-day. One, slow down, ask yourself a few key questions. Two, dial down those distractions. Three, notice the satisfaction factor, relish those bites. And four, keep yourself well-nourished with balanced nutrition throughout the day. Working with our dietitians in our one-on-one nutrition coaching programs can help you integrate these tools and principles into your daily life while practicing gentle nutrition to meet your wellness goals. And that is it for me for today. One quick request, if you're loving our podcast, I would so appreciate if you could share it with your friends, your family, shoot them a quick text or a DM. It really helps contribute to this podcast's growth and ensure that more people are able to access this free content. Also, don't forget to subscribe, like, and review. See you next time.